When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. With the first wife versus the first lady. Yeah, how about this? Um, President Trump's first wife, Ivana, has been bragging a bit lately about how close she still is with her ex. And I believe she is. I think probably so, too. Which is shocking when you think about how nasty their split was. Oh, yeah. That, that that you can ever be friends after something like that. But I think it goes to, I mean, you'd look at Donald Trump and how he, you know, gets all feisty with people. But sure. turns around and everything's fine. I think he respects people. That, I think he respects people who are strong and people who stand up to him. And push back. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you, a, a lot of people may not be old enough to remember the battle royale that was their divorce. I was living in New York around that time, and every day splashed on the front pages of the Daily News, the New York Post, New York Newsday, there was some kind of headline involving those two, and it was nasty. Like, and what were they fighting? Do you remember what they what oh, the it was all over money. about? Oh, it was just, it was a lot of back and forth. I mean, it was a nasty divorce that spilled out into the papers, and she was like, hey, look, I'm not taking, you're not going to leave me for another woman, embarrass and humiliate me. Oh, yeah. I mean, Marla Maples, who was his next wife, she still to this day dismisses as a nobody, as a gold digging nobody. And so he left Ivana for her? For a younger model, for traded in for a mm-hmm. younger woman. And I remember Marla Maples at, around that time was trying to launch her career. She was performing in Will Rogers' Follies on Broadway. And the only reason I know that is because I was dragged to it. <laughs> and she was horrible. But, uh, yeah, those two, it was so nasty. She felt so disrespected. And it was all about money. It was a lot of money. She wanted, she She, she was, was going to hit him where it hurt. I'm going to hit you where it hurts. Uh-huh. And I'm going to take you for everything that you've got after what you did to me, after you publicly humiliated me like this, because she took a lot of credit for his success. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a successful businessman anyway, but she was sort of the driving force. You know what they say, behind every good man. Oh, it's so true. And and in this case, it absolutely was, Mm -hmm. because she raised those kids. She made it possible for him to to really just take off like a rocket without Mm -hmm. anything standing in his way. She facilitated a lot of that for him. Mm-hmm. Now, did he have any kids with Marla Maples? One, uh, Tiffany. One. Tiffany is yeah. with Marla. Okay. Yeah. There's He's so had many. I can't kids keep with up. each of the wives. So the three kids are with Ivana, 
and then Tiffany is with Marlon, and then Baron. Baron is yeah. with and Tiffany, yeah. who is ridiculously smart. I mean, this is the this is sort of she's sort of treated in the media like the redheaded stepchild who's often ignored, and she's pretty quiet and soft spoken, but she's super brilliant, mm-hmm. um, well educated. Uh, I think she's going to law school yeah. or something like that. And she speaks like different languages, and she's like really smart. Yeah, she doesn't live by that socialite kind of thing. No. So, well, Ivana's written a book. So. <laughs> yeah, evidently. Great. And that's what she does. Yeah. She's very good at it. So she's on a book tour right now, and it is a memoir. So she said, <laughs> I don't know if you have any of her quotes over here. I've got two. About the direct number? Yes. Mm. Uh, I've got the one from Good Morning America. Actually, there's two here from Good Morning America. I may still have to read them because I have a terrible time understanding her through that accent. (laughs) Okay. I do. I'll play you the first clip. Uh, When asked how often she speaks to the president. How often do you two talk? Talk about once in 14 days. I have the direct number to White House. By the way, uh, she said in the CBS Sunday morning piece that she talks in about once a week, and now we're, we're once down every to two weeks, once yeah. every two weeks here, yeah. But I don't really want to call him there because Melania is there, and I don't want to cause any kind of jealousy or something like that because I'm basically oh. first Trump wife, okay? I'm basically yeah. first Trump wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm first lady, okay? <laughs> I, I'm first lady, okay? And she's laughing about <laughs> that it. Is like, it. Oh, for <laughs> it's sure. so great. <laughs> uh, but you know, I imagine most women, it, even if they'll never admit it, right, still feel that way. Oh, you know, absolutely. The first wife. Uh-huh. Oh, I was his first wife. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's true. Donna was on the telephone making the deals. He was loving father. Don't get me wrong. And he was a good provider, but he was not the father which would take a stroller and go to the Central Park. I don't know what the hell she's saying. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta gotta take a break here, but we'll get into this. Because this is where Ivana talks about how she really was the driving success behind Donald. She is the driving you, force that propelled his success. How do you live here this long and not lose <laughs> some of that accent? <laughs> Donna was on the telephone making the deals. He was loving father, don't get me wrong. And he was a good provider. But he was not the father which would take a stroller. And- Can we slow this down? Except I'm really having a, a hard time keeping up. She said Father's he was a loving father Central and he Park. would take care of the children, but he was not the kind of father that would take them to the park. In the stroller. That, you, that is amazing how you do that. I am just, It doesn't matter what country the person is from, how, how thick the accent is. It. You are the best interpreter for... <laughs> I'm in the wrong field. You really for, are. If somebody needs this to interpret somebody English... Else <laughs> okay, this is what they're really saying. 
<laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> we need somebody to interpret English for us. We call you. It's called accent English. <laughs> yeah. Donald was on the telephone making the deals. Donald was on the telephone making the deals. Got it. Yep. He was loving father, don't get me wrong. He what? was a loving father, don't ah. get me wrong. It sounded like she said farted. Right. <laughs> it did, kind of. <laughs> Okay, he was a loving father. And he was a good provider. But he was not the father which would take a stroller and go to the Central Park. He was not the loving father that would take the stroller and go to go to the Central Park. Okay. Or go and play to baseball with them. It was only until... Or, or, or go play baseball with them. Yeah. Got it, okay. They were about 18 years old. He could communicate with them because he could start to talk business with them. Before, he really <laughs> didn't know what conversation to strike with the little kids. Meaning he didn't really she relate or communicate with them until they were 18? Yeah, she said he did, wouldn't really communicate with them until they're 18 years old because he didn't know how to communicate with them. Yeah. And then once they turned 18, they could talk about business. I believe that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's where they got their business acumen from. But I'll tell you, everything else, I mean, how educated and refined they are and, you know, just I mean, they, they turned into, you know, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when they were kids. They're impressive, his children. Sure. But uh, Melania not impressed with what Ivana has been saying. She actually fired back a bit. Her spokeswoman said, Mrs. Trump loves living in Washington, D.C. and is honored by her role as First Lady of the United States. She plans to use her title and role to help children not sell books. There is clearly no substance to this statement from an ex. This is unfortunately only attention-seeking and self-serving noise. Now, She in, did not like that First Lady comment. No, she didn't. And in the actual book, Ivana says she has no problems at all with Melania. So who knows how much they even... I don't think she does. I just think she's. I, I just think she likes to throw her weight around. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know. How often do you two talk? Talk about once a fourteen days. I have the direct number to White House, but I don't really want to call him there because Melania is there, and I don't want to cause any kind of jealousy or something like that because oh. I'm basically first Trump wife. Okay, <laughs> I'm first lady. Okay. <laughs> I would love to be in a room with those two arguments. I mean, but she is asking for it. She's poking the bear a little bit. There's no doubt. She's she's throwing it out there. I mean, what does Melania do? Does she take the high road or is she like, bitch, where am I and where are you? Well, up until now, I think Melania has kind of stayed above the fray of presidential politics. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. You drag her into it. Who knows what's going on between them? Yeah, who knows what between the ladies or between, yeah, because yeah. even if Melania doesn't have any direct contact with Ivana, she's got direct contact with Ivana's kids right. on a regular basis. Mm. Does so, she though? I mean, like, how often do you think they interact and talk? They're around. I don't know. I would think some. Yeah, it's, it's their mom. Yeah, I I I think Ivana knows who she is and. <laughs> I don't think she gives it a second thought. I think she's having a blast. It was kind of an, I watched the interview of her on CBS Sunday Morning, and it was kind of neat to see how, like, just strong, and she doesn't care. No, like, she's oh, got she nothing to lose. Her and Donald are very similar. Yes, and yeah. that's what I was telling Jeff a, a little bit off the air. I was like, it seemed, and I don't really remember anything about their relationship, but I was like, it seemed to me like those two were perfect for each other, listening to the way that she talked and the way that he talks. Midlife crisis, is that what struck him? Because it was how many years ago that he was messing around? Probably. 25? Yeah, everything comes full circle, uh-huh. and, you know, 
men are dogs, let's face it, but he cannot look at Ivana and not have respect for her as a, as a mom to his children, sure. as these well-accomplished kids of his. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's big. And she's really the only person that has ever really stood up to him. That oh, we know yeah. of. And, and walked publicly. away publicly that we know of and, and walked away a winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that you so, put it that way, I guess you're right. You know, got to respect that. All right, let's switch gears here for a minute and turn our attention now to Hollywood. This Harvey Weinstein sexual harassment chaos wow. is basically swallowing up Hollywood in a way that I can't even I can't even describe. It makes you realize just how powerful Harvey Weinstein was. And how many people have known about what he's been up to all these years? Isn't it crazy? For instance, a website called The Rap has just implicated Matt Damon and Russell Crowe in a possible cover-up back in 2004. At the time, their editor, Sharon Waxman, was working for the New York Times and investigating Harvey's questionable activities. And she found out about a guy named Fabrizio Lombardo. Fabrizio. Fabrizio Lombardo was the head of Miramax Italy from 2003 to 2004, and he made about $400,000 during that time, even though he knew nothing about film. According to several sources, his real job was to supply Harvey with women. Well, Waxman found, also found evidence of a woman who was paid off after an unwanted encounter with Harvey. Unfortunately, none of this made it to print. Harvey put intense pressure on the New York Times, which included Russell Crowe and Matt Damon calling to personally vouch for Lombardo. And that was the end of the story. It died. Rose McGowan, who's another actress, she's one of several women who took a payout after allegedly being victimized by Harvey Weinstein. She has been pretty vocal on Twitter, though, since this story broke over the weekend. After this newest revelation, she called Matt Damon a spineless profiteer and also called out Ben and Casey Affleck. Then again, if Rose took a reported $100,000 to stay quiet instead of reporting Harvey, could she be considered the spineless profiteer? You know, there's two sides to this story. It's a tricky subject, I know. And since Rose is one of the victims in all of this, you know, none of us can, none of us are in a position to judge. Plus, she claims that she donated her settlement to a rape crisis center. So that there's that. I do find all of this fascinating that Hollywood is actually saying, all right, this is unacceptable. Because it does seem in the past, I immediately think of Woody Allen and who is the guy that is living in France because he can't come back here. Right. Because he was having sex with underage girls. Yeah, that but, director. But, I that director. Yeah, yeah. but Hollywood has always rallied behind those two guys and has always continued to work with them and say how brilliant they are. Yeah, I think they're just afraid. I really do. I think these people have so much power. They're terrified until it looks like this person can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to remain silent. I mean, this, this reporter... Uh, that woman, Lauren from- Savon, I think is her name, and she was on Megyn Kelly yesterday, and she was talking about this whole thing. And one of the reasons that she never came forward was because she said, first of all, if none of these Hollywood actresses who are much more powerful than me were willing to come forward, what makes you think some local television reporter is going to believe her? Is going to come to the table with any kind of credibility? So. 
I was afraid, and I I didn't dare say anything. He cornered me and um, leaned in and tried to kiss me, which I immediately rebuffed and said, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. You know, I have a very serious boyfriend, and I'm not interested. And I thought it would end there. Mm-hmm. But that's when he blocked the entrance or exit for me and said, well, then just stand there and be quiet. And what? he immediately exposed himself and, you know, began pleasuring himself. And I just stood there dumbfounded. I was so shocked. I could not believe what I was witnessing. It was disgusting. But more than the disgusting act itself, the demeaning part of it all. He finished and I said, can I go now? I was pretty annoyed at that point. And he said, yes, let's go. Meanwhile, tons of celebrities are now addressing the situation, including Meryl Streep, who once called this man a god in Hollywood. Sure. Uh, now calling it disgraceful, but said she never knew. She said she never had any idea. George Clooney called it indefensible, mm-hmm. and he also says he knew nothing about his antics. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably heard, but I suppose if they had no firsthand knowledge. And the famous director Kevin Smith says he is ashamed that Harvey financed the first 14 years of his career. <laughs> okay. Sure. It is fascinating. We'll see. I mean, he he got fired from the company that he founded. They're going to rename it. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard the guy was begging for his job. Like this has wrecked him. This oh, yeah. has rocked him. It's a well. It's it's uh, how he thought he would get away with this forever is fascinating to me. Or just even thinking that what he was doing was maybe okay in his head. Did he think that it was that he wasn't really doing anything that was that? Over the line? I think that... Did he even realize... Does he... People of, a cer- people of a certain level of power are so insulated and surrounded by yes men and yes women that they just kind of justify in their mind they can get away with anything. Mm-hmm. And you wonder... Or were, was everybody that he... How many people tried to resist him? You know, really push... Back and fight. I mean, were, pe- were people? Well, if just there so- were eight settlements, that's you know, that's that. Who knows? Right. That could that well, could have been I'm as saying- many as eight people that well- stood up to him. <laughs> I know they stood up to him after the fact. What I'm saying is, as I don't know what he did to these. I don't know if it was all the same situation that this that that reporter experienced in the basement of of the restaurant. You mean how many people fought back in the moment? In the moment, exactly. Yeah, I don't like know. I mean, did he th- how many times on second date update has like somebody made a pass that the other one found was really offensive, but, but they, they didn't just, say anything right, at the they time. They were just like, "No thanks." And that was it. And they just ghost. Right. right. And then they ghost. You know, you wonder if this guy's what mm-hmm. what's going on in his head? Well, I think we all like to think that in the moment we're going to do the right thing or uh-huh. we're going to rise above or we're going to come out with that perfect comeback line or right. pull the perfect move. And nine times out of ten, we find ourselves. <laughs> we're so dear in the headlights. We're like, is this really happening right now? Yeah. Good. Well, Ellen DeGeneres. By the way, the word is syncophant. Stacy says uh, the word you're looking for is syncophant. That's, that's all they are in Hollywood. That's from Stacy. Syncophant? Yeah. 
Now I have to look it up. <laughs> what is that? What, what what word we're looking for? I have no idea. I was I'm having a computer issue over here, so I'm not sure what you were looking for. Syncophant means what she's talking about is a person who uh, acts bold towards someone important in order to gain advantage. Oh, okay, that makes so, sense. So yeah, hey, he's hiring for the next blockbuster movie. I that guess I'll just shut right. up about this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look at. Hold on, I'm gonna look at another. Definition here. Here we go. Syncophant. This is what she's talking about. It's a self-seeking flatterer. In other words, he is surrounded by syncophants. Uh, it's the point okay. that she's making. People gotcha. are guessing him. Yeah, essentially, that's gotcha. the point she's making. You're awesome. God, yeah. thank you, Stacy. You're the best. All right. What else we got? We learned a new word today. Um, Ellen DeGeneres teased another interview with Oprah. This one for her Ellen Show Me More show, which hits YouTube today, and. This is funny. Um, They're two crazy rich people talking about how infrequently they do the everyday things that everyday people do. For example, Ellen asked Oprah what her ATM pin number is. Oh, this is good. Uh Uh-huh. And Oprah says she doesn't have one because she hasn't been to the bank in 30 years. I went to the bank recently because I hadn't been to the bank since 1988. What did you go to the bank for? To deposit a million dollars. Really? Yeah. I just I, wanted like to, a check? Yeah. I just wanted to go there just to do it. Just to see. You stood in line? <laughs> I stood in line. And deposited a million dollars? Yeah. Just to do it. Wow. How did that feel? It felt fantastic. I bet it did. <laughs> it was fantastic. I love how tickled she is with herself that oh, she yeah. did something Seriously. normal. Mm-hmm. I was in the line That's at the bank. It was awesome. Yeah. So relatable. Oh, wait. Look I know. <laughs> look at me. Look. Look at what a commoner I am. Oh wait, dude, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's all. Actually, it was two million. <laughs> Did she say actually it was two, two million? million? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it actually God. was two million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the laughter! Isn't that funny? <laughs> I'd be laughing too. I'd be having a good time. I mean, with really, that. I had two million to deposit. It was fantastic. Oh. But I, but I kept myself grounded by actually physically going into the bank and depositing the check. Mm. Oh, my goodness. What a life. Thanks right. for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.